0: coming up.
1: Oh, how amazing.
0: We set ourselves a fourth for 2024. They
1: sparkle
2: like stars in the sky.
1: So I tried to style that out. Under the skin of the tomatoes.
2: When I get there, I'll tell you.
1: It's a bit of a when Harry met Sally moment later.
2: Oh, no. Add a little music, add some special effects, and there you go.
0: And let's go back to that word fluffier.
1: Oh, well, just take me somewhere, anywhere.
2: How do you say that in 2024?
0: And now, enjoy the podcast. How do you say that? How do you say that?
1: How do you say that? How How do do you you say say that? that? Hello and Happy New Year. Welcome to today's episode of How Do You Say That? Sponsored by BritishVoiceOver.co.uk. The podcast for voiceovers, podcasters and anyone else who reads scripts out loud, proving that there isn't just one way to read a script. Oh, no. There's a multitude of different ways. A multitude. A multitude. So let me introduce my co-host, Mark Rice. Hello. Hello. (laughs) And today's fun fact about Mark is that, and I need to ask him why, of course, he has to get the spray glue out in his studio to do some Urgent New Year refurb.
0: I do, Sam, I do. And happy New Year, by the way. Happy New Year. Uh, so we, we set ourselves a fourth for 2024. Um mm, yes, yeah. the spray glue is coming out because I stock all of the acoustic tiles in my studio and in my booth on about yep. seven and a half years ago. Right. And some of them are coming loose now. So sometimes when you touch them, they fall off the wall. So I have to get the spray <laughs> glue out and stick them all back on again. Oh, that's exciting. I was going to do it, but then my friends Kelsey and Will, I asked them if they would mind helping. So they're going to help me do it. Oh, it's a treat. (laughs) Indeed. Anyway, my co-host is Sam Boffin, who once spent two hours at the wrong party before she realised her mistake. How could you do that, Sam?
1: I did. It was actually, rather embarrassingly, it was a a voiceover network party. And it was when I was starting out and I sailed into this summer party up in town, into this (laughs) wonderful um, sort of hotel. And I was literally two hours in before I thought, do you know what? I'm not sure I know many <laughs> people here. And it turned out it was a wedding.
0: <laughs>
1: and the only reason that I knew it was a wedding was because somebody eventually said to me, so so which side are you on? Are you the oh, no. groom or bride? And I went, Oh, so I tried to style that out.
0: I bet I bet you did. Yeah, absolutely.
1: <laughs> so I I, start, I I drank a lot of drinks at the free yeah, bar. I was nice. thinking it was a really good networking party, but nobody seems very interested in voiceover. Anyway, I then walked <laughs> out, looked at my phone and realised I was literally on the wrong side of the street. Oh, my word. I sort of walked past the doorman in one hotel and walked in past the doorman in another hotel and I had a lovely time. A little time. squiffy. New loads of people at the new party. (laughs) And of course, we have a special guest who this week is J.D. Gibson. Hello, J.D. Hey, J.D. Happy New Year.
2: Happy New Year, Seven Mark.
0: Happy New Year. Lovely to have you here. Thanks very (laughs) much for having me. Starting 2024. No, absolutely. Well, JD's an American voice actor based in the UK. From a long career in IT and big corporate business, JD was recording voice for e-learning and explainers before he even knew what voiceover was. <gasps> he jumped into the industry in 2018, focusing first on training and setting up his business. And now, five years on, he loves the excitement of working on new projects and providing a smooth and easy experience.
1: Yes, he does. And JD has that enviable Neutral American vibe mm-hmm. that global audiences love. So he's friendly, he's trustworthy, and he's very relaxed. And of course, he has a beautiful professional home studio. He's worked with a long list of clients, including Nissan, J.P. Morgan, SAP, ServiceNow, and Atlantis Health Group. Wow! So, JD, do you have a fun fact that you can share?
2: Oh yes, sure. Well, as you said, I'm American. I'm an American voiceover actor. And I moved to the U.K. in 2017, having navigated work permits, moving, getting rid of, frankly, most of my possessions. And it's, tough, and it's tough, isn't it? Absolutely. As, as one does. And I was living in, uh, in England, south of London. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, a pandemic hit. Uh-huh. And the government decided to incentivize home purchasing by putting a pause on the stamp duty. Yeah.
1: Yes, yes.
2: Yeah. So, of course, I hit the Internet. And as luck <laughs> would course. have it, I found a house a little bit outside of Belfast in Northern Ireland, mm-hmm. and I bought it almost sight unseen. Wow.
1: No. In a completely different part of the world that you Good have Lord. never been to.
2: That's correct. Well, I've been on a holiday in, on this island for many years, but it was just, you know, when the opportunity strikes, you jump.
0: That is incredible. So, J.D., on a scale of one to five, would you say you're a risk taker?
2: Ironically, no. I feel like I'm very risk averse.
0: <laughs> really? It <laughs> doesn't sound it. I'm
2: also a little bit crazy.
0: Well, with that crazy, let's have a look at the first script of the show, <laughs> shall we, and ask, how do you say that? Play, how do you say that? So, this
1: is something that I worked on relatively recently, relatively okay. recently. It's an audio drama, right. in fact. And it's a character in an audio drama.
0: Oh, is is that all you're going to tell me?
1: Well, no, I could tell you a bit more. It's true, actually. So Please. the interesting thing about this is that this particular character was uh, a voiceover actor within the context of the actual drama.
0: Oh, yes. okay. So
1: the whole drama is this woman who turns up at a in a voiceover session, and it's directed by somebody. And then there's also another producer on the line.
0: I'm thrown by the first two words of this script, because when a script begins, of course, Mm -hmm. they're obviously reacting to something very Mm -hmm. specific. Can you tell us what the very specific thing was?
1: Yes, well, the opening line is, uh, of course just let me seize the moment.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So they've. All, she's obviously been asked to imagine something or seize yep. that moment, and then she'll be ready. So that's okay. why... So you're absolutely okay. right. She is talking back to the director yep. at that point.
0: Yeah,
1: okay. He's asked her to get into character by imagining something. The The product that she's selling... Has got tomatoes in it.
0: Yes. No, I figured that.
1: So do you see what I mean? So so what he's yeah. asking her to do is get under the, you under know, the get under skin the surface of, the of it. Under the skin <laughs> of it, exactly. <laughs> under the surface of the uh, advert. Right. And um, yeah, that's what I thought was quite a fun one to do. But she's
0: actually talking to the people in the control room.
1: Yes, she is indeed.
0: Okay. Okay. Well, that, that puts quite a lot of context on there. Yes. Okay. Uh, all right, JD. Well, I'll give it a go first and then we'll talk about that and then you can have a go and then Sam can show us what she did originally oh, right. yes. for the client. OK, all right, here we go. then. Of course, of course, uh, just let me seize the moment in my mind and I'll be ready. I'm imagining the tomatoes are grown on a sunny hillside in northern Italy, probably beside a convent. And, uh, and the nuns, I- I, Italian nuns, uh, dressed in their full gear. What, what do they call that thing? Uh, a habit. That's right. Do do you know what I mean? It's like a long tunic and mostly has two sets of sleeves. The bigger ones worn down during ceremonies when they're inside the chapel. Well, they're out in the midday sun and they're so focused on the task in hand that they don't see the magnificent flock of birds fly overhead and settle in a nearby coppice.
1: Nice. Very good. Yeah, I think you did what you were expected to do in that. You're, it's, you're trying to say it as if you've never said these words before. Yes, As if indeed. you're thinking of them and yep. plucking them out Thinking out, out air. loud,
0: yes. Yeah. And that's where the hesitation comes in. Yeah.
1: If anybody looks at this script, you'll see it's full of dots. Yes, sort of I
0: quite like that though. Yeah, I find that relatively useful as a as a direction in a in a written piece.
2: I think I think I agree with Mark. The ellipsis is more than a comma. It lets you insert mentally what yeah. did someone else just ask yeah. you, or what is it you're trying to struggle to find the word for. It's mm-hmm. it's a more meaningful pause. Um, yeah, more thoughtful. I
0: yeah. think more people ought to use it in their scripts.
1: Oh, really? What in yeah. just scripts normally, just average scripts?
0: As a uh, piece of punctuation, I think it's really helpful.
1: Yes, it might get that. Yes, it might create a more conversational feel.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah. I think because, because, I mean, you know me, Sam, I dictate a lot of my messages into my phone. You and I use dot, dot, dot. I use the ellipses as I'm oh. thinking. So I write that way anyway. Because I That's write the way that I talk. It's very interesting. All right, J D. Let's uh, let's let's put let's put ourselves in the control room. Me and Sam, okay. and you're yes. talking to us uh, in the control room uh, as we've asked you to imagine getting into character for this okay. commercial or whatever it is.
2: Uh, of course. Just let me. I don't know. Seize the moment in my mind, and I'll be ready. Let's see. I'm imagining. The tomatoes are grown on a sunny hillside in, in northern Italy, probably beside a convent. And, and the nuns, uh, Italian nuns, uh, dressed in their full gear. What do they call that thing? Uh, a habit. That's right. Do you, do you know what I mean? It's like a long tunic and mostly has two sets of sleeves. The bigger one is worn down during ceremonies or when they're inside a chapel. Well, they're out in the midday sun. And they're so focused on the task at hand that they don't see the magnificent flock of birds fly overhead and settle in a nearby coppice.
0: Oh, I love that. I really like that. I really like when you got to do you know what I mean it's like yeah. it's the, 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 it was such a naturally posed question as if you mm-hmm. were talking to the mm-hmm. to the control room. it really, really worked:
1: yeah, I agree, and you did you had a lot of light and shade in there as well yes. Um, And yeah, I could see particularly that bit with the Northern Italy, the, oh,
3: where was it?
0: Yeah. Ah,
1: yeah, Northern Italy.
0: Do you think, Sam, that it is allowable within a script like that where the ellipses are? Because JD added a few words there, but it (laughs) absolutely worked around that script.
1: Definitely. Yeah. I think so. Mm. Because you're, you're, what, you're, what really, I suppose, they're trying to do with the, with the words here is they're trying to give that sense of, yeah, normalcy. They're trying to give that conversational feel. So you can add things. Ad-lib yeah. around
0: this so. point. Yeah, 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 yeah. Absolutely. Interesting. Interesting. So, J.D., how did you feel doing that? Could you put yourself in that situation?
2: In my head, I was trying to, you know, build a character of my own, mm-hmm. uh, being a, a bit of a diva. A bit of a, uh, I don't know, fluffy, uh, flowery person. I waved my arms around a lot. You know, I've got is to use that the you? body. Is that you when in you're addition. in the booth? Uh, it can be. It depends on the script. Fair. Um, if I'm reading a very technical e-learning piece, not so much. Maybe not.
1: <laughs> yes, absolutely. It's real horses for courses, isn't it? Yeah. Absolutely. You're trying to get this character, and you're right. Incidentally, she was quite fluffy. She turns out not to be in the end, but she is quite Ta-da. fluffy through very it. Yeah. Now, now, a yeah. detail
2: I had in my head was that not only is she voicing the script, but her character is a tomato.
0: Oh. Now, that,
1: that is a detail that went further than I ever did it, but that's an amazing idea.
0: <laughs> and I can see how that works with the scripts as well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's really yeah. lovely. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah, let's yeah. find out the way that Sam actually did it for the client then. This is uh, interesting, okay. Sam.
1: Of course. Yeah, let me just uh, seize the moment in my mind and I'll be ready. Hmm. So, I'm, I'm imagining the tomatoes are grown on a, a sunny hillside in northern Italy, probably beside a convent, and, and, and the nuns, Italian nuns, dressed in their full gear. Oh, oh, what do they
3: call that thing? A... a... a habit... That's right, yes. Do you know what I mean? It's, it's like a long tunic and mostly has two
1: sets of sleeves. You know, the bigger one is worn down during ceremonies or when they're inside a chapel. Well, they're out in the midday sun and they are so focused on the task at hand that they, they don't see the magnificent flock of birds fly overhead and settle in a nearby
0: coppice it's lovely. The character that you put on there, I thought you were going to go in as Sam, and you so didn't. Mm. Mm. You so created a whole, a much lighter, and let's go back yes. to that word, fluffier character yes. than maybe you are per se as a person. But I, I wasn't expecting that. Oh. And I maybe yeah. should have been. Maybe that was naive of me. Yeah
2: no, I, really no. pick, I really picked up on some uh, timidity. You were a bit <laughs> unsure of yourself.
1: She is at this point, and um, she gets far more um, brazen, shall we say, <laughs> as it goes on. Right. It's a bit of a when Harry met Sally moment later, which floors them all. Was she talking to Clem Fandango? <laughs> I don't know. Possibly. No, he's re- the, the director within the context of this is really kind of straight, actually, and he's a bit bemused by her...
0: Anyway. I really love that It's a lovely piece of script Because it's, it's an unusual one in that respect That we can all put ourselves And I suspect most of the people listening Can put ourselves in that situation Because we've been in that situation
1: Yes Oh that's why I thought it was a quite nice mm. one to, to bring along
0: How do you say that? Well of course it's worthwhile remembering that these are real scripts that we've been working on, but we've changed the names and some of the details to avoid copyright issues.
1: We have indeed. So, JD, you've bought us a lovely script. Yes. So can you tell us a bit about it?
2: Yes, this is a bit of an audio guide for well, not necessarily a museum, but really a palace. A place that you a palace or a castle, a place that you would visit, and the tone of this is aimed for a family, or more specifically, young children. Mm-hmm. So that yeah. was the, the characterization or the uh, relationship that you would have as the speaker to the listener.
3: Yeah. So
1: this was this on headphones or something like that? Is it that kind of a guide or Correct. on a phone? Or, yeah,
0: okay. And so, I mean, we've all been to National Trust properties and places like that that have this. But it's interesting, isn't it, that there is a different guide for the families, i.e. the children, than there are for the adults. I like that.
1: I can remember getting these kind of guides when the kids were small. Mm-hmm. And uh, and they were incredibly useful because they'd, they'd bring it alive for Absolutely. them. Something that they might have felt was a bit dry, Yes, It it gave them stuff to talk about And it gave us stuff to talk about and explore with them So I think they're great, these kind of guides
0: I've also noticed there are two really, really helpful Pieces of direction Mm. in it Mm. Mm. And it's only three words in in the two pieces of direction But absolutely it tells you where you should be going with it Right Sam, do you want to give it a go first?
1: Sure, okay So we're in the green drawing room It's very pretty, isn't it? Look at all the beautiful paintings on the wall. And look up at the ceiling. Those huge glittery lights are called chandeliers. At night time I come in here just to stare up at them and they sparkle like stars
3: in the sky. Chandeliers. I like that word.
1: When the palace was built a long, long time ago, it was before electricity was used in people's homes. Today there are light bulbs in the chandeliers, but do you know what they used back then? That's right! Candles! It was a big job for all the footmen to keep them all lit. They also had to make sure the wax from the candles didn't drip down on the ladies' beautiful dresses.
0: What a lovely little laugh there! As you as you imagined the, the wax dripping down, that was lovely. Um, you can tell that you worked around children's television a lot, Sam. <laughs> the, the pitch, the tone was for me a hundred percent correct.
1: Presumably, I I was imagining J.D., I was imagining that this was for sort of four, five, six year olds. Is it that sort of age group?
2: I think that's probably right. Yes. Yeah. And I thought your read was incredibly nurturing and yes. warm and friendly. Oh. Yes. Yeah.
1: I did think of myself as a character. What was interesting is that there's a line in the first paragraph, at nighttime, I come in here just to stare up at them. Yep. So it's like she was, uh, I don't know, part of the house itself. Yeah. You know, or or somebody perhaps from the past.
0: or and not just a narrator. Yes. 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 So
1: not, not, not just mm-hmm. me. Um and I loved it. I think it's beautifully written. i have to say.
0: Was, I think it's gorgeous. It is lovely. Um, it, was there any more in this script that gave you an idea of of who that person was, JD, at all?
2: Oh, oh very much indeed. In right. fact, it's the very beginning. So I didn't know if I wanted to reveal that yet. It might yeah. surprise you.
0: Okay, Ooh, don't tell I... don't tell me before I do it. Then I'm I am I am interested. I'm interested. <laughs> it's like ah. All right. Well, let me give it a go then. Let, let me. I don't see that I'll do it a hundred miles away from where Sam just was, to be fair, but Mm. let's have a look. Mm. So, we're in the green drawing room. It's very pretty, isn't it? Look at all the beautiful paintings on the wall. And look up at that ceiling. Those huge glittery lights are called chandeliers. At night time, I come in here just to stare up at them. They sparkle like stars in the sky. Chandeliers. I like that word. When the palace was built a long, long time ago, it was before electricity was used in people's homes. Today, there are light bulbs in the chandeliers. But do you know what they used back then? That's right, candles. It was a big job for all the footmen to keep them all lit they also had to make sure the wax from the candles didn't drip down on the ladies' beautiful dresses.
1: Oh, that was lovely. Very
2: good.
1: You did sort of what I did as well. There was that kind of pause between the two um, mm-hmm. paragraphs, which I think even if there hadn't been two paragraphs, it would have been good, yes. you know, it, it's different right part of the story. So
0: it's a different part mm-hmm. of the story, yeah. Yep.
1: Yeah, no, I really, I really like that.
0: I think I paused slightly more on answering the question, do you know what they used back then? Because I was trying to imagine the kids yelling out the word candle, something like that. Yes, yes. And waiting for that. Um, And I think in some of the other work that I've done in the past for children, I've been directed specifically to leave a gap so the child can say it out loud.
3: Yeah,
2: Yeah. and I think that transition between the paragraphs is, I mean, the the last bit there, chandeliers. I like that word, Uh, the the narrator shifts from Speaking to the listener, to a little bit of introspection. I like that word. Yeah. Talking to yes. himself. Yes. And then and then goes back. So
0: you're going to tell us who the narrator is then, JD?
2: <laughs> so the 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 character which narrates this tour of the palace is a corgi.
0: <gasps> oh, how amazing! <laughs> that changes everything.
2: Everything.
1: <laughs> that is so cool. Oh, I love
0: that, and I'm glad you didn't tell me earlier. Yes. Interesting. Wow.
2: Yeah, so you can obviously be much more animated because mm. you are indeed an animated yes. corgi.
0: Wow, that
1: does put a different perspective on it, doesn't, doesn't it? it? That's so exciting! It's
0: almost like it throws itself in the wild card. Yeah, I want to hear how you did it. I want to hear J D. bring the corgi to life now. <laughs> yes,
1: be that corgi. That's fantastic. Right. They chose an American corgi, or did they actually? Who knows? Oh. Oh, Oh my God. Right. Okay. this is super exciting. (laughs) There's something that
2: I don't I don't keep that uh, tool in my toolbox because I don't do accents uh, naturally and believably. But there you go. Be a corgi. So we're in the green drawing room. It's very pretty, isn't it? Look at all those beautiful paintings on the wall and look up at the ceiling. Those huge glittery lights are called chandeliers. (laughs) At nighttime I come in here just to stare up at them. They sparkle like stars in the sky. Chandeliers. I like that word. (laughs) When the palace was built a long, long time ago, it was before electricity was used in people's homes. Today, there are light bulbs in the chandeliers. But do you know what they used back then? That's right, candles. It was a big job for all the footmen to keep them all lit. They had to make sure the wax from the candles didn't drip down on the ladies' beautiful dresses.
3: Oh, oh, it does bring something completely so different, doesn't gorgeous. it?
1: Gorgeous. I love that. It's so sweet. Yeah, absolutely. And your chandeliers, I like that word. It was practically wagging his tail.
0: <laughs> I was just going to say the you I mean you mentioned introspection, but yes, that's really thinking it to yourself. So it's cute. like, "Oh, wow, I like that word." <laughs> <laughs> I love that.
1: That's so fun. But what also of course what I love about it is that yes, he's a Corky, but he he there's no sort of concessions to being a sort of barky corgi or anything like that there are no, no there are no doggy like um you know uh what's the word emotes or anything like no, that indeed. we mm-hmm. we kept it absolutely on the down low so it's uh, so i love that because of course you know corgis are you know in 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 a kids' cartoon world actually if you close your eyes you wouldn't be aware of the different you know, crazy characters they actually no, were. They sound like characters and yeah. they, right. you
2: know. Add a little music, add some add some special effects. Yeah. Yes.
1: Know. Oh, I can imagine. I was thinking while you were doing that, actually, the music for Sparkle Light Stars in the Sky and all of that sort of, there'd be a lovely little sort of background sound effects through those sort of things.
2: Or you could take the script up north and, uh, and voice it as a Scotty. And it would be, again, completely different.
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And of course, now we've done those two straighter reads. Well, as straight as you can get Mm -hmm. reading being a corgi. And here is the moment that we love. It's the wildcard bit. The first wildcard
0: for 2024, Sam. You're Mm -hmm. right.
1: It's a moment. It's a moment. (laughs) So let's see if we can approach these scripts completely differently. Indeed. So... JD, can you pick one of the scripts
2: for Mark? Mark, I would like you to read the one we just did, The Green Drawing Room. Okay. Let's see if this works. In the style of an action movie trailer voice. <laughs>
0: oh, cool. <laughs> oh, that, that, that might work. That might, okay. That will work. All right. I'll try and get down as deep as I can. <laughs> it's like, all right, here we go. Action movie, movie. It's like, it's like, in a world. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's how standard that's how, you, that's how you get into it isn't it it's like, yeah. For a Big mo- movie promo voice In a world So we're in the green drawing room It's very pretty isn't it Look at all the beautiful paintings on the wall And look up at the ceiling Those huge glittery lights are called Chandeliers At night time I come in here just to stare up at them They sparkle like stars in the sky CHANDELIERS. I like that word. When the palace was built a long, long time ago, it was before electricity was used in people's homes. Today, there are light bulbs in the chandeliers, but do you know what they used back then? That's right, candles! It was a big job for all the footmen to keep them all lit. They also had to make sure the wax from the candles didn't drip down onto the ladies' beautiful dresses. (laughs) <laughs> you were talking,
1: Clem Fandango Earlier, you did a definite toast of London. Uh, I now. did
0: do a toast. I, uh, I I strayed to a little and forgive me, Peter, into Peter Dixon just for a moment there but, as well. Um, part partly so. Did you pray and look up to the stars there? I when did. You look, said, I did look up. Peter and... Dixon. <laughs> but it's, it's like the stars in the sky. <laughs> <It's stars. laughs> I love that one, JD. That was a great one. Well, thank you for that. that That's a so good cool. one to begin the new year. Absolutely.
2: So cool. You can imagine
0: that. You can imagine that hard movie trailer music going with that as well. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Definitely.
2: I'm glad I'm not the only one who had X Factor in my head as you read well, that.
0: Uh, you know, <laughs> it, it kind of lent itself a little bit. Yeah. yeah, this is this is very true. Right. So Sam's going to suggest one for you now, JD. I don't know uh-huh. where she's going to go. Are you going to spin the wheel for me, Sam?
1: I am going to spin the wheel. <laughs> Oh okay Ooh. so well the, uh, do you know i wonder if this isn't slightly like marks one in in oh. that in that instance i'm going to give you the first script okay i would like you to be a circus ringmaster oh Introducing the final act of the circus. You can, you can, you know, pop a whip in there should you wish to do so. But yeah, let's take that first
2: script okay. and do that. Wow. Of course. Just let me seize the moment in my mind and I'll be ready. I'm imagining the tomatoes are grown on a sunny hillside in northern Italy. Probably beside a convent. And the nuns, Italian nuns, dressed in their full gear. What do they call that thing? A habit, that's right. Do you know what I mean? It's like a long tunic and mostly has two sets of sleeves. (laughs) The bigger one is worn down during ceremonies or when they're inside a chapel. Well, they're out in the midday sun. And they're so focused on the task at hand that they don't see the magnificent flock of birds fly overhead and settle in a nearby coppice.
0: I can imagine the ringmaster and the,
2: the circus audience there yes, looking enraptured. Yeah, exactly. Absolutely. And Waiting
0: now. for the clowns. Exactly right. Yeah. Um I, you didn't crack the whip, but I can see it in your hand there, JD.
2: <laughs> I was most definitely gesturing to the uh to the center ring.
0: And
1: I love the fact that it did feel like a real build-up,
0: actually. Yes. You
1: you yes, kind it of did. right from the center.
0: And now Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. And the word of course there really helps that. Yes. I think. Yeah, yeah, oh, so yeah. Let me seize the moment. That kind of lends itself almost to that, doesn't it? Yeah. Right, so Sam, I'm going to spin the wheel for you now. Right. Okay, here we go. Aha. Right. Well, you know how JD had to turn his gain right down to be really yes. loud as the ringmaster? Yes, yes, yes. This is going to go the opposite way. Oh, because oh, I would like you to do script two, so the mm. lovely palace. Yes. But... So you're talking to an audience, but you're trying not to disturb anyone else who is asleep around you. So you can't be loud, but you've still got to be heard. But you cannot disturb anyone.
1: Right. So who am I talking to? The one person that's awake? Yeah. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs)
0: One one person that's awake. You said to me at the end of the year that you like wild cards with action in them. And I think this kind of does do
3: that a bit.
1: Yes. Okay. Yes. Okay. So it's a bit... Okay. I know what I'm going
3: to imagine. So we're in the green drawing room. It's it's very pretty, isn't it? Look at all those beautiful paintings on the wall and look up at the ceiling. Yes. Those huge glittery lights are called chandeliers. Yeah. At night, I come in here just to stare up at them and they Yeah, I know. They sparkle like stars in the sky. (laughs) Chandeliers. (gasps) I like that word. So when the palace was built a long, long time ago, it was before electricity was used in people's homes and today there are light bulbs in the chandeliers, but do you know what they used them for back then? (laughs) Yes, that's right. Candles. (laughs) So it was a big job to keep them all lit and they also had to make sure that the wax from the candles didn't drip down on the ladies' beautiful dresses.
0: I thought that was amazing. Wow. You know how you hated doing ASMR? Mm. It almost encroached into that territory because of the whisper. I thought that that was enrapturing. Really? It was really lovely. And I could quite see people sleeping around you, maybe even talking to a, to a young child but being really quiet and being very careful, not to disturb the people around.
2: I, I mean, all the emotions that that stirs up. I mean, being yeah. sneaky and oh, <laughs> you know, I want to say naughty, but not in a in a bad way, right? You're the you're breaking the rules by being awake. I'm mm-hmm. yes. talking to the other person who's yeah. also breaking the rules and being yeah. awake. Isn't like, this really exciting? <laughs> it's wonderful.
0: <laughs> of course, if you want to play along in the privacy of your own booths, we've put the scripts in the show notes so you can have a try yourselves.
1: Yes. Yes, you're flipping well can. You can enjoy <laughs> yourselves. <laughs> and so our question this week is, as it's a brand new year. 2024. 2024. Should mm-hmm. we be setting some goals for ourselves?
0: Oh. Oh, it's a New Year resolution question. Okay. Ooh.
1: Is this a good time of year, or is that actually a rubbish time of year?
0: No, I are think we it's better a r- doing it in March? No, I think <laughs> it's a really good time of year to set goals for the business and set goals for the way we approach our voiceover businesses. And I, I'm kind of looking at it that way. Do you remember at, towards the end of the year, um, we talked about vocal health and yep. we talked about um, doing steaming. Uh, and and letting your your, your uh, vocal cords kind of uh, b- b- rely yes. on the steam to, to, to be all healthy. That is my resolution. I well. am going to start doing that so that I can feel better when I voice, certainly early in the morning, because that's when I find it most difficult. And I think that mm. and a few other exercises incorporated into my new 2024 way of working. That's what I'm going to do. That's very impressive.
1: So, JD, what are you going to do? Do you have any thoughts?
2: I I do. And I'll go back to an original or an older question that you asked. I think it is really important as both a a creative and a business owner to set those goals, whether it's Uh now at the beginning of the year or whether it's a fiscal year if you don't run by the calendar year. Mm -hmm. And then reverse engineer and figure out, well, what is it that I'm going to do? What are my actions to make myself reach that goal or to give myself the best chance?
0: I love, the, I love the terminology, reverse engineer it, to do that. I hadn't thought of it that way before. That's really clever.
2: Exactly. So my goal for, one of my goals for 2024 is to uh, have a documentary demo.
3: What oh, do I nice. Need to, do to
2: have a documentary demo. Well, yep. I need to learn the skill of delivering a documentary genre.
1: Yes. How do yeah, I do yeah. that?
2: Well, I need to find a documentary coach. Well, how do I do that? So that's the reverse engineering process is, yes. is figuring out the steps backwards yeah. until you get to the point where you are. And then that becomes your plan.
1: I think it's both a good thing to do at this time of year but also a slightly scary thing to do at this co- time of year. Yep, I think. Yep. Um nice. and I tend to try and work um in 90 day spurts. So do you?
0: Interesting. I do uh, too.
1: I tend to tend to try and think what can I do in 90 days? Now it may be that I have a big old scary old goal that would take longer than 90 days to come to fruition in which case I use that 90 days to get closer to that big goal. So in, in other right. words, if I, if I have a goal that I think, oh, actually, gosh, it's going to take, I don't know, a whole year or more yep. to build that studio in the garden, for yep. instance, um, then I have to look at what the incremental goals are going to be, sure. that right. are achievable yep. within right. 90 right. days.
2: But also, most importantly, you know your final destination, that big, scary, audacious yep. goal. Yes. You know where you're headed. So if you start to get off course, you recognize it and, co- and can course correct. Yep.
1: You would never get in a taxi and just go, oh, well, just take me somewhere, anywhere. I'm sure it'll be great. But we often do that with our with our business goals unless we think of exactly what the destination is going to be we can't get there because there's nowhere to get
2: when i get there i'll tell you
1: brilliant yes do let us know so (laughs) (laughs) all it leaves me to do is thank jd for coming on the podcast thank you so much
2: Thank you, Mark and Sam. <laughs> for setting
0: it off for the new year. What a great start for 2024, though, Sam. Yeah, absolutely.
2: I look forward to the rest of your guests for the rest of the year. Too right. Uh-oh.
0: I wonder
1: who they'll be. <laughs> I have no idea. I the wonder. Stage. <laughs> And all of JD's details can, of course, be found in the show notes.
0: Yes, we'll also be putting today's scripts in the show notes so that you can have a read yourself.
1: Yes, absolutely. And do send in any voiceover questions to us at podcast at britishvoiceover.co.uk.
0: Please like and subscribe to the podcast so you never miss an episode. Maybe that can be the thing you do for 2024. And feel free to give us a review (laughs) if you feel moved to do so as a New Year happiness thing. (laughs) (laughs)
1: so that is it for this week thanks again to J.D. Gibson and we will be back next week with more script and another voiceover guest when we'll be asking all together now
0: how do you say
1: you say that
3: how do you say that